This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Escape to Summer with Victoria's Secret's just arrived collection of swim and other sun ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra in on trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. All right, we are live from BravoCon. I am with. Dr. Nicole Martin, which I have to ask you a question. Do I call you doctor? <laughs> no, you do not. Please don't. I, I, it's very formal. Like, even in the hospital, the nurses just call me Nicole or even Nikki. It, Nikki is so cute. I wish that you kind of went by. I like Nikki. I've always been a Nikki. I just became a Nicole when I started doing Housewives. For Why some is that? I don't know. That's what, it's, that's what they went with, and it, like, stuck. And now I feel like every time it's like, Dr. Nicole. It's a lot. What does your fiancé call you? Nicole. Nicole. But he's always called me Nicole. He was the only one that called me Nicole. Everybody in my family, my my like childhood friends call me Nikki. Okay. I, and Nikki, I think Nikki suits you. It's fun. I like Nikki. It's yeah. fun. And I every Nikki that I know, I like. It's, it's I can't say the same for Nicole's though. Nicole's like a little hard. It's like a little like, abrasive. It's severe. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. I mean. We can go by Nikki. Not, we'll, every, we'll not everybody can be Teddy Joe. I mean, yeah. it's a really ideal <laughs> name. I'm sure that's on the the top of your uh, list for your baby names. Teddy, I hadn't considered it, but yeah. 
<laughs> you know what? We kind of want to stick with a G name. I don't know why. It's like Grayson. I kind of want something that matches Grayson. My guess is that you're having a girl. And if I and I feel like you could name your daughter's name Giselle. Oh, Giselle's a good pretty girl name with a G. Well, what else is there? Griselda? I really like Genevieve. Oh my gosh, what a pretty and I Genevieve is really pretty, but then I just don't want it to be shortened to Jen. Jenna's nice. Jenna's nice. Viv. Oh, Viv was my French name, and you know when you're in high school and you have to take French, and then you pick a French name? Viv? Mine was Vivette. Ooh. I shortened it to Viv. I Viv. I think I can say three words in French. So thank you so much, Hilton Head Prep, for all that you taught me. A great academic experience. (laughs) I made it through 11th grade. So I'm nowhere near a doctor, but I'm happy to have Dr. Nicole Thank you for having me. Okay. First off, congratulations. Thank you. I I have to ask an additional question. When you did your announcement, I thought it was a double announcement that you were married and having a baby. You know what? After we shot it and I saw it, I was like, oh, people are going to be so confused. Like the white, the flowers. And it wasn't. It was just... A, preg- a baby announcement. Okay, so not, just, we did not get married at the Biltmore. There was not there, an elopement. Okay, because Tam and I got into it, not in a bad way, but on the pod because she was saying, why do you think that they're holding off on getting married? And we obviously didn't know you were pregnant or trying or anything at that point. And I said, because I don't think that Nicole does anything halfway. And I think it's going to be over the top. I think it's going to be all the things. And she doesn't have the bandwidth to deal with it at this point in time. Correct. And but then I was like, shit, did they just elope? And I lost another bet. I'm going to be you hit it on the like the nail on the head. So I don't like to do anything half assed. It's never been my my way of being. And we really want to do like something big, something special, probably a destination wedding, maybe St. Bart's, St. Lake Como. And that takes time. That takes time to plan, time to get everybody there. And I'm turning 40 next year, so I knew I was kind of running out of time in terms of, you know, safely having a baby. And so when I had to prioritize what we wanted to do, I was like, I really want to have a baby. And so we were actively trying very hard to get pregnant. And now we're remodeling the house and we want to finish that. So that the baby has a room. Listen, a I'll, I'll just live in the house the way it is. If you need just like a tenant that won't leave, I'm happy it's just to. It's pretty special. The I property's mean, incredible. We're very excited. So did you do IVF or you got pregnant naturally? No, we got pregnant naturally. What we did use, which I recommend, this is like, I know you guys have a lot of female listeners. I used the Mira. It was like, it's like what a little. What is that? It's like a little machine where basically you pee on a stick and you stick it in and it tells you your LH, your FSH, Hold on, your you estrogen. stick it in your... You stick it in the machine. You pee... Oh, you I was it. like, hold on. Let me clarify. Hold you on. pee on a stick <laughs> and then you stick this. You put the stick in the machine and it tells you your LH levels. It tells you your estrogen levels. So it basically tells you the exact day that you're ovulating. That's So huge. that you're not just guessing and like, am I ovulating? So you can really time it if you're trying. Because I did feel like, you know, every month that went by was like a missed opportunity and it was starting to cause anxiety. Well, did it start, you know, when I know at least for me, because I couldn't get pregnant naturally with my first two and it started like I started having to like schedule sex to like the next level. And then it was that like, becomes if he not wasn't fun. Home, I know. And then you're like. Just get it in. Like, like I don't want to have sex on a Wednesday after work when I'm tired, and but it's like I'm ovulating. For eight minutes. It's like, annoying. Yeah. So but. you guys were able to avoid that. But now are you considered, I think I was considered this 
What do they like to say? A oh, geriatric, geriatric pregnancy? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I am a geriatric pregnancy, which was one of the reasons why, you know, I'm almost 15 weeks, but we waited so long to announce because since I am such high risk, the OB wanted to do extra genetic testing on yeah. the baby because as we get older, your risk of having a baby with a chromosomal abnormality increases. So we did something like an amniocentesis. It's called the CVS where they stick a needle in your belly and take I, out... Yeah. So we waited two weeks for the full genetic panel to come back, and we actually got those results on Tuesday. So that's why we were like, on Wednesday, we shot the announcement, we released it, and we were really excited because we'd been holding on to it for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's huge. And, I mean, you couldn't really tell now unless you were really, like, sizing up the situation. Like, last night you Oh, I came. feel big. I, well, it's <laughs> it's also walking around. Like, there's something that happens in your feet where it, also, it feels like weights. Guys, I already switched. Like, I had to put on the Javianas. No shame in my game. My feet got swollen at ProvoCon. Do you have cankles yet? <laughs> no, I don't have cankles, but I have, like, like cow toes. I don't yeah. know. Like, the toes are worth really me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's def- – and so I'm trying to do the math right now. Will you be pregnant or will you have just birthed when next season starts filming? Correct. I will be very pregnant for a reunion, which we usually do around oh. January. And then baby is due toward the end of April, and we start filming typically beginning of April. Okay. So it'll be like, hi, here's a baby shower and a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at least you'll be at the tail end of it. Um, you'll probably be slightly edgy <laughs> at that point. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna go great for my castmates. How much do you typically drink when you're filming? Like, would I'm, this be a big... I'm not a big drinker. I feel like I always like to stay very composed, so I try to limit my drinking um, during filming. So to me, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Um, it's more just like the emotions and being tired and extra irritable and cranky. Yeah. And you that know, like t- then you lash out unnecessarily. And then when other people are drunk and then they're talking nonstop, your patience level... You're extra annoyed. Yeah. You know, like you realize, oh, that person's a close talker or they you start or their <laughs> breath smells. You start, you, other things annoy you when you're sober. Yeah. That, like there were things that I didn't realize about the women on Beverly Hills when I wasn't pregnant and drinking and part of the conversation versus once I was pregnant. I was like, honestly, if I have to hear one more peep out of your mouth right now, um, it's 1130. We've said the same thing 82 times. And if you don't zip it and move it right along, like... Yeah. That's how I feel I'm going to be at that point. I'm just over it. Yeah. Are you over anybody currently in your group of friends? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm in a pretty good place with most people on my cast. I feel like this season, at least for me, was um, one of amends for the most part. Well, we see a different relationship with you and Larsa forming. And I have to say, I have always had a little bit of – I've always kind of – not seen Larsa for being the like I, I always had a little bit of an issue with her on the pod. Like I always kind of came for her a little bit, and I said some things. And then last night she was really loving and fun and supportive and a girl's girl. And I was like, hold up, was I just proven <laughs> wrong? Like I hate that when you're you know, a know-it-all and I, then all of a sudden I also really I think Marcus is really good for her. I feel like he brings out like a very um, like sweet and kind of not, like compassionate side of her. Yeah. And so I feel like he's, I don't know, he brings out like a nice side of her where we're seeing that more often. Yeah. Um, so who do you think you're closest with currently on the show? I've always been really close with Gertie. I think we've always bonded over 
coming on the show at the same time, being newbies. And we got really close this year with her going through her whole cancer experience. So um, if I had to say who I'm closest to right now, I'd say Gertie. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. And what exactly is happening between Russell and Larsa? Because I see it in the super tease. Oh, yeah. So... Gertie and Larsa have kind of this ongoing, I think it's really just a misunderstanding, but it started last season and it just continues to grow this season. And then toward the end, it just gets worse and gets worse. And then Larsa says something and Russell's in the room and he finally just... He snaps. He he stands up and he's like, enough's enough. Yeah. Because Marcus said... He's pretty soft-spoken. So to get Russell to... That's what I was thinking. To say something, it was building. It was building all season over a couple months. But why do you think that Gertie originally said that Larsa was fake when they had always been kind of in a good place? Um, I think it had to do with what Gertie saw behind the scenes. So whenever we were doing a group scene... It seemed like they were fine, but then you'd see kind of the interviews and what Larsa would say behind the scenes. Oh. And she was like, wait, I thought we were friends. Why are you like saying this in your interviews about So me? you think Larsa started it? Oh, I think there were some things that were said that maybe Gertie didn't realize Larsa felt that way. And then yeah. when she saw the interviews, she was like, oh, wait, I didn't realize you thought I talked too much. You know, why are you saying for me to put a muzzle on it behind my back? Like, that's not right. something friends say. You know, friends hear each other out. And then it was just, I think, the interview bits that kind of got to her. And then at our reunion when we were in New York, 
you know, Larsa and Alexia are good friends. And it felt like Larsa obviously had Alexia's back more than Gertie. And at some point she told Gertie to shut up. And so she was like. She was offended. She was offended. I think it was lots of little things that happened behind the scenes. So then she came in already annoyed from last season. From last season, all these little tidbits. And then she said something on a on an interview or she called yeah, fake six, and something or, yeah. and then it just like snowballed from yeah there. um and then what is your thought on this new alexia like i feel like alexia may be have spent some time on twitter seeing what everybody said about last season and then she comes in and she's now making all these amends. like she came on two teas in a pod and i remember her saying i refuse to film with adriana and i said that's bullshit. If somebody's on your cast, you have to film with everybody. Yeah, you don't like, have a choice like that. Like, and I think that is so silly to even say that because then you're you're asking somebody to be fired. And do you think she's good for the show or she's not good for the show? I think they're both great for the show. I think both Alexia and Adriana bring something. I was very excited at the beginning of this year when we had the Nuevo Horizontes party and I she was like, I'm sorry for the things I said, you know, because Alexia and I haven't always gotten along. So I was very hopeful that this was like Alexia 2.0. But it's going to shift. It shifts. Well, you know, I, like at the end of the day, people are who they are. And as much as you can like regret talking a certain way or doing a certain thing, if you are innately like that, I think that those things come out. And as much as she tried, I think there are moments in the season where you're like, oh, there's the old Alexia. Well, I think she really was showing a different side and then once um she stood up and she started talking about the apology the nine minute apology i could only get through 30 seconds of it it was it it came from a good place you know he had good intentions so but why do you think a nine have you ever apologized to somebody for nine minutes straight never He got excited. He was just, you know, like shooting the shit by himself. I don't know. But do you think he was actually doing that for your fiance? Or do you think he was doing that for the hate he was getting online? You know, I he actually sent Anthony like a handwritten card and chocolates and flowers, like kind of like being oh. funny. So it could be. I think it was up. actually like, you know, like he that was off camera. That was pr- that was private. And so I feel like it was genuine. Well, I I and probably a little bit like, oh, I, I don't like the way I looked. How awkward was that moment at the end when you guys are all sitting there and she stands up and she's like, I know you guys are all wondering why Todd isn't here. And then they allude to like, it's about to be this breakup. And then she's like, no, we're not getting divorced because it played out extremely awkward. It was weird. I think the editing was definitely strange. We were all wondering where Todd was. I mean, we still, I still don't know why exactly Todd didn't come to the Nuevos Horizontes party. Does he ever film with the group throughout the season? Um, we do a double date, Anthony and I and Alexia and Todd. So he films with us. Does it us. go better than the last date? It goes much better than Gringo <laughs> Dinner. I mean, any, the standards there, Todd, you said I'm like really low. Anything was better than that. No, but it, we actually had a nice time. Uh, he does film a little bit with, I think, smaller groups. It's a lot. We're a big group. We're nine. And yeah. then you get our plus ones, and it gets loud really quick. No, there's there's so many of you guys that you're the only franchise, which you and Potomac, Miami and Potomac are my two favorites, but you're the only franchise where I have to keep notes of all of the women and then do, like, side notes because there's so it's much going on. I can't keep track. But something that I learned last night, okay, so there was a scene, there was a moment last year where Larsa says something like, you slept with everybody in the hospital. But then I heard who Larsa was referring to actually just had two names. 
Yes. And that was the whole thing. And you could have at that point stood up for yourself and said, you're just saying that because the person that I did hook up with but I didn't, I didn't know that that was why she was confused. I thought she was just talking shit to be malicious, right? Like, in oh. my mind, I thought she was just, she knew the truth and was, like, trying to be an asshole and hurt me and, like, exaggerate it. I didn't realize it was because she had heard, it's like, Mark Anthony. And she had heard Mark <laughs> and had heard Anthony. And she assumed that Mark and Anthony were two different people. So I didn't know where she was coming from. Okay. She met multiple people because she had thought it was two people. I don't know. It was really just a misunderstanding. Either way, how many years ago was it? I mean, Jesus, I've been out of residency for 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> I've been with Anthony for eight. It's been a long time. And honestly, a lot of my is the issues with Larsa were all misunderstandings. Like, we never actually had a real problem with each other. It was all what I heard, what someone told me. It was all, like, hearsay. And if you're not filming, other than Gertie, is there somebody on the cast that you really trust and would open up to and share your life with? I think Julia and I are very close. Uh, Julia's showing a different side of yeah, herself this she's, season. She's a little spicy mama this season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And she's, you know, she's not distanced herself from Adriana. That's not the right word. But I think she's spreading her wings in terms of getting to know some of the other women and forming new friendships. Uh, but we are pretty close. Uh, we like to hang out with Martina. Um, Anthony and Martina get along really well. And Lisa and I have always gotten along. Yeah. What do you think about sharing? So, like, the way that Lisa shares so much with Jody about Lenny and I, I mean I wouldn't run I wouldn't operate like that you know I think you have to treat like new relationships kind of like with special gloves, yeah. you know like special and so I feel like putting all of the stress of the divorce and talking about your ex and all that stuff on a brand new relationship it can be a little heavy right do you think she's solely angry at Lenny or she still loves him I mean, listen, I think I think he'll always have a place in her heart no matter what. It's the father of her kids. They were together for basically half of her life. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she still loves him. I don't think she's in love with him. What kind of vibe did you get from him? You seem like a pretty good read of people. You know, he was always very, like, he always kept everybody at arm's length. I didn't get a chance to get to know him very well. Um, but he was never a doting partner. You know, Jody now, I don't know if you had a chance to meet him, but he's so affectionate and he gives her so much attention and he's so complimentary of her. We never saw that side of Lenny. Like right. Lenny always seemed very critical and judgmental. Yeah. Um, and I think he thrived on kind of like belittling her and keeping her in an insecure place. Well, I, I am wondering, and I know this is, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I've noticed that both Lenny's new person and Lisa both use an incredible amount of filters on their photos. Like we all do. We all do. You we know, all, we all we are. We all use FaceTune listen, or FaceApp face, or whatever. FaceApp, face Hollywood <laughs> for number oh, one. Girl, you're aggressive. I'm like, I like cute too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me no. The Hollywood sometimes makes you look good. Like a, I know. <laughs> like it's. We all do it. Whoever FaceApped our photo last night that all of us are together. I was like, it was somebody went to Hollywood five, number four. <laughs> we it looked much. like. Fembots, <laughs> but I know that you're an anesthesiologist. What kind of doctors do you normally do that for? So I work at an ambulatory center. Okay. I do a lot of sports medicine, so a lot of orthopedic cases, um, 
some urology, reconstructive plastics. We don't do any straightforward plastics, uh, gynecologic procedures, everything that's outpatient. Yeah. So if you can imagine going in, having a small surgery and going home that same day, we would do it. Anything that involves staying overnight, you know, open heart surgery, big abdominal procedures, anything cranial neurosurgery, we don't do. Has being on Miami affected your career in any way? You know, I'm very fortunate. I've been at the same institution since I was a resident. So I have been where I'm at since 2001. So I've been there for over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they know me very well. I, they don't let the nonsense on TV kind of impact the way, you know, but they view me. Uh, so I've been very fortunate that I haven't had any issues at work. And I have to say Grey's Anatomy has I'm one of those people that have watched <laughs> Grey's Anatomy from the start. And like when I was I pregnant, watched I watched every single episode to the to the end. One of my daughters had to have neurosurgery. And I I remember looking one of the doctors was really harsh with me, like afterwards, like said something to me that I was just like I was floored. I was crying. I was all the things. And one of the the nurse practitioners said to me, she goes, I know you probably watched Grey's Anatomy. That's actually real life. Like some of these doctors have zero bedside manner and yeah, they they're don't... just genius. Like, is that true? Like, is, is it like Scrubs or Grey's Anatomy or any I'm, of? There are parts, I think, you know, in terms of personalities, you will see you know, a range of personalities. Some surgeons are incredibly smart and intelligent and skilled, but probably lack a little in their social skills. You know, their <laughs> interpersonal skills are not the best. Um, in terms of like the workplace relationships, I think residency is a lot like that. You know, we're all in our 20s when we're doing residency and we're working 80 hour work weeks. You right. put a bunch of 20 year olds in a building for 80 hours a week, things are going to happen. Do you guys actually sleep in the closets like they do at, we had little call rooms. They're not closets. <laughs> um, and they have small cots in them. But yes, we do have small little rooms where we sleep in. Is that where it happened with Mark Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> it never happened at work with Mark Anthony. <laughs> I'm glad we're using a code name, by the way. But it worked. It gave you the point. You got the gist. <laughs> but we did meet during residency. Okay. Being a newbie, because Miami obviously started years ago. Now it's back. You guys are finally where you belong on Bravo and Thankfully, Peacock. We were like the ugly step stepchildren of the <laughs> franchises. Like we were even last year. Do you remember um, at BravoCon they sat all of the franchises up on stage and we were like down. I know on you the were bottom. down on the lower pew, <laughs> but then I, I was, was like, like below happening? your feet. I was the footrest. <laughs> like, why are we down here? So it's nice to finally be back on Bravo. But do you think the OGs? treated you differently because you got to come in as a housewife and some of them were friends of or they had these existing relationships. I or, do. I do yeah. think a thousand percent. And I still think that I think it's gotten better. Um, but for the first two years, absolutely. Yeah. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think that any of the current friend ofs should actually carry a mojito? I definitely think that Adriana and Marisol should carry mojitos. I, I, I you know, our, our friends of they're at every single event. They go to every single cast trip. They do interviews like they put in a lot of work, too. I think it's like a, a label at this point because they're so involved. But do you think they're so involved because they want to be good friends or because they want to be I don't I think if you gave them a mojito they would drink it I don't th- <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't think that they're gonna be like no thanks I don't want a mojito yeah um, I think it's just a matter of like you know we we're a big group already how many people can you do full stories with in terms of you know sharing yeah. family life and all those things you only have so much time on an episode and so many episodes that I don't think there's enough time to dive deeper into other people's stories. I really think that's the, the biggest difference is you don't get as much personal story right. from them. And I, I don't think it's that they don't want to share it. But I am feeling like this season, especially like I feel like last season, Adriana and Marisol both seemed a little I mean, I granted I've seen one episode, but that they seem more intertwined in the friendships. And now it kind of seems like they're both on little islands by themselves. But I think they put themselves on those little islands. I don't think it was like a decision that, you know, I think Adriana had a lot of issues, obviously, with Alexia and Marisol that isolated her a little bit. And you'll see people start questioning Marisol's loyalties. And but are we going to see Alexia versus Marisol? 
I feel it. I feel it in my bones. There's there's definitely some questions that arise about that relationship for sure. Because I could feel it on girls trip and I feel like last night or whatever night it was, it was just adding fuel to the fire. Um, and I think their friendship will be tested for sure this year. Their friendship will be tested. I can say that anytime I've been with any of the Miami ladies, everybody has been super friendly, open. Um, I have had the hardest time probably connecting with Marisol. Really? She's so amazing on social media. Like she comments on every yeah, post. She's funny. So she's nice, very engaging. So friendly. But every time I don't know, I'm an introvert. So maybe she is too. I don't know. Or maybe she doesn't like me. It could be. Maybe. Or maybe it's just a personality thing. But that I'm surprised because she is very outgoing. She doesn't need much to like get going. It wasn't just me that she was like that too last night. Anyway, you know, know, listen, it took me like three years for for her to actually like have a conversation and like enjoy my company. I don't even know if she actually enjoys my company. But I'm just saying, (laughs) listen, (laughs) if I so good luck. If I get her on, I will ask her if she enjoys your company. She's probably gonna doesn't enjoy mine. (laughs) Um, Now, in closing, we have to do the wheel. All right. Who would you be scared that could outshade you here? Like, is there any housewife that you think if you had to go head to head with any franchise that you don't think you'd be up to snuff? You know who I think is incredibly smart and it's not necessarily shady. I just think she's always so witty and intelligent is Heather DeBro. Yeah. Like, I feel like we, I think we argue very similarly. Like, I think we're both very cerebral, and I think that... Yeah. No, I, I in think... In that sense. I there's think, people that are louder. There's people that are more aggressive, but I think we have a very similar... When I see certain things that you're doing, I'm like, I can see that she's in her head right now, and she's thinking this through. Like, I don't think that you're a person that acts... I'm not. I, I'm really not impulsive. I try not to be impulsive. Sometimes I am, you know, sometimes you poke the bear and then it just comes out. Like when you threw down the black card? That was complete impulse. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what do you mean? I can't ask my question. I'm going to buy this guy's time. (laughs) Oh, I know what else. Other question I forgot. Oh, go for it. Do you think you or your dad is going to have the baby first? Oh, I, I, I don't think my dad is pregnant yet. He hasn't told me that yet. So I'm thinking the answer is me. Oh my God. The things my dad puts me through this season, guys, you have no idea. Hold on. Does he have somebody he wants to impregnate at this point? He does. How old is she? Like younger than me. You have to watch because you'll see the whole thing go down this season. Do you think being on TV has changed your dad or he's always been that way? I mean, he's always been a big personality, but he loves, I think, like he thrives in this. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I think he steps it up extra. And, and the other day he called me, he's like, oh my gosh, someone reached out to me. They're filming a, my, a movie in Miami and they want me to be in the movie. I'm like, oh. I'm like, dad, what's this movie about? He's like, like a, an 80s drug lord. I'm like, oh my Lord, are you kidding me? You're going to be in a movie. You're going to be some 80s drug lord. Like really? You guys make sure to go down this rabbit hole with me. Please don't. Thank you so much, Dr. Nicole. Nikki, my new name for her. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.